0: welcome to uncorked another podcast brought to you by team corker it's a special one when matt corker's in the house i
1: love that it feels like a special one you've had so many cool guests on this that i haven't been on it as a Frequently, as when we started. So, kudos to you.
0: Well, it is true. The uh, dance card dance card for the podcast. is pretty full. <laughs> <laughs> However, the commitment is that we always make time to bring Matt Corker onto the show. And I think that you have undeniably been full and busy and rocking. And I put this date in our calendar so that we would have a conversation back on the cast. So welcome to On
1: This is the best.
0: Well, what I want our friends and listeners to know is that Matt doesn't know what we're going to podcast on today. And I
1: rarely do. Steph is the queen of hey, I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to ref, go. And it feels pretty authentic to how we operate in business.
0: I just feel so lucky that I get to be a professional question asker. Yeah. I love and am so excited to ask questions to people. It's part of why being a recruiter is so wonderful. And here we are on the podcast with the joy of asking questions. And the timeliness of this is that in a state where things have felt busy, full Mm. call it what you want the reality is the calendar is many colors
1: it's very colorful
0: and many colors means lots of different things happening lots of chunks of time in different areas and capacities be it flights traveling different clients in different areas and what i'm constantly in awe of is i I want to say the life hacks of matt corker Mm. and really it's It's not hacks at all, it's habits. The life habits of Matt Corker Mm. that allow for colorful calendars, that allow for you to show up where you want to show up and how you do it. And I think that there are so many of the habits that you aren't even aware of that you do Mm. that we have been (laughs) able to witness. So I asked the team, what do they want to know about Matt Corker? And this is what we're going to riff on. I love it. So, for context, share with us the abundance that typically occurs in a week for you.
1: So, uh, one of the things I'll say, like, I'll take us back to, I was down in LA this past month and I was working or I was being trained by the Marcus Buckingham group in a version of strengths-based coaching that uses the standout certification. And during this, it was a five-day program. So flights to and from LA, I also had to be in communication with clients, delivering work after a full day of sessions. Somewhere I had to find a place to eat Somewhere I had to find a place to exercise. And all of that actually led me to a point in the middle of that trip where I just felt completely overwhelmed. And it was at the point where I really realized, oh, this is what overcapacity feels like. So when we talk about busy, I feel like oftentimes that's the like social the socially acceptable way to relate to people. Like how you're like, oh, it's so busy. Oh, how are you? Oh, I'm busy too. When really I was like, I felt like this summer I really pushed my limits in what does a full calendar look like? Mm. And the first time where... I couldn't fall asleep easily, that I was thinking about my day then, and I couldn't fall asleep because I was had a very active mind where simple yoga poses didn't work, where mindless scrolling on a phone didn't allow me to drift off, where a meditation <laughs> recording didn't work, like none of my hacks really worked. And so coming back from that experience. Has also given me an insight of oh what are the things that I do to help me or prevent me from getting to that state
0: yeah I mean it's so real we were at an um, a client on site with one of the top four accounting firms and when I asked the managing partner how she was doing her first response was I'm just exhausted and I thought, wow, that's so real for her. I don't want to change that it's real. And what a way to experience life mm-hmm. exhausted. One of the over things. Over capacity.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because when anyone tells me that they're exhausted, I often think of like a car exhaust. Like when someone's exhausted, they are putting something out into the world that is not their best. Totally. And there's a cost to that, just like a car exhaust has a cost to our environment there's a cost to the exhaust we expel when we're exhausted.
0: Totally. And I think that, you know, the idea of let's do less can be a beautiful thing. And yet one of the things that you've taught me so well is about managing our energy. Mm. And when you can manage your energy and when you can be in your strengths and what can you do ahead of time, what can you do? You know, I constantly catch myself saying – in this moment, am I doing the best I can with what I have? Mm. With the time I have, with the food I have, with whatever that is, and how do I ensure that that is my best? And I think you do an awesome job at setting yourself up for the best of Matt Corker. The Mm. people that will get to interact with Matt Corker get the best of Matt Corker. And Mm. one of the things I think, I don't know where we as Corkers get this from, but hot damn do we love a list. (laughs) And I want to know how you prioritize your week on paper and how your relationship with paper converts to digital Mm. so that what lands on your colorful calendar, you've said yes to.
1: So I keep, this is actually a trick from the book, Getting Things Done. We'll link it below for all of you people. One of the big lessons was your inbox shouldn't be your to-do list. So what that looks like is I actually keep a paper to-do list and I divide it by day so that I know what I can realistically do each day so that by the time it gets to the following day, I'm not working on yesterday's to-do list. And how that then shows up digitally is that I have a digital calendar that I put absolutely everything in. So It's shared with my husband, it's shared with the team, it's shared in a way that people know where I'm at and what my calendar looks like. But then I also put in blocks to A, travel from point A to point B, which often doesn't get uh, accounted accounted for. for. And I also put in blocks of like, I need to work on this today. And I've noted in my to-do list that this big project requires some solid sit-down time. So rather than having a free chunk in my calendar, I actually have work chunks. And what I recognize is I work with some clients and they have these like work chunks or getting shit done time or whatever they call it. But then what doesn't work is when they don't honor it. Or they've said, oh, well, you you can schedule me over those times. And so it's not actually about the calendar that's the life hack the life hack is in treating the calendar as if it was my word as if that was what i was saying yes to and i'm not saying yes to anything else and if that means that that meeting gets pushed back 2 weeks reprioritize the commitments rather than rescheduling over what you've already said yes to
0: totally super huge so what i love in being an observer of matt corker is your ability to realistically plan for travel time mm. so You don't put in 15 minutes if it's going to take 30 minutes to find parking as well. So you always have a realistic travel time between things. Your workouts are always scheduled in with realistic time to get between your own workouts. Mm -hmm. And your yoga teaching is scheduled so that you have when you're teaching yoga, when you're sweating yourself, Mm. when you're working. And then perfectly allotted is when are you social? (laughs) Yes. Or... (laughs) What appointments and other things in life need your attention and how are they attended to? I think that's so
1: phenomenal. I think the color coding of my calendar actually allows me to then create a to-do list. And so what that means is that, so anytime I'm doing a coaching session, it shows up in red anytime I'm on site with a client, it's in this like weird pinky color. Anytime I have a team meeting or a phone call, it's in like a grayish color. And so I can look visually across the board and be like, oh, I'm going to be on site a lot this week, or I'm having a lot of coaching conversations. And I can just at a glance know what type of week I may have, or that I need to be preparing myself for.
0: I love that. And I'm just going to throw in that I color code my calendar according to Feng Shui. So if you're interested, (laughs) pink is for all things that I love. Gray is for dead time. And that's how I color code travel. Purple is for any form of financially abundant activity because purple is wealth in feng shui and i try to avoid red on my calendar because it's very alarming
1: <laughs> i think that's why i use red because i want it to like grab my attention
0: well and bro- it's full is- of passion <laughs> 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 that's awesome that's super cool the other thing that we care about we care about healthy leaders leaving healthy businesses and you, so you schedule workouts you schedule the workouts that you teach and that you take you also have really hacked food. Mm. And it's my complaint because in my dream world, everything would be in glass mason jars and my bag would weigh 50 pounds and I'd be carting around breakfast, lunch and dinner in glass jars. It never happens. It's too heavy. It's inconvenient. It doesn't work. And yet somehow you're always on site with healthy food. And I'm like, how does he do it? You have apps, you have delivery, oh, you gosh. have a husband. Uh, yeah. you have, Tell me how you eat so healthily and keep it such a priority?
1: So I think one of the things that must be called out is that my husband is way more, I would say particular about the food he eats and also way more skilled in the kitchen than I am. So if he wants to eat what he refers to as compost, then (laughs) I would cook. And since he doesn't like eating compost, then he really does own our kitchen and own what food lives in and is made in our house. I would go grocery shopping knowing the recipes that I would make for the week. And he is so creative and can just look in the kitchen and be like, we're going to make this tonight. And it, it just is so inspiring. So number one, like know thy strengths. Cooking is not one of my strengths. Cooking from scratch is not one of my strengths. So if it's not a strength, then it's a weakness. And therefore, we need to manage our weaknesses. And one of the ways that I manage the weakness sometimes is outsourcing. And so I'll use food delivery services, I'll take get takeout, I'll do whatever I need to do so that I'm not the one cooking. One of my favorite hacks is making sure that food is delivered after a weekend away. So whether that be groceries through Save on Foods or a new... Meal delivery service that I'm using right now is called Fed, and they actually get the Chad Clark approved test. So that's a pretty gold standard in my life. Big deal. So I would say food delivery has been great, but really it's being able to say, if I'm going to go and work out at Turf in the morning, I can eat breakfast there, pick up lunch on the way, and then have dinner at home with my man. And I look at where in my life Can I keep going in the same direction so I'm not bouncing around throughout the day? So if I leave my house, can I go for my morning sweat and en route to the office, also grab food, and then by the time I'm at my office, go back home, and I've just made a circle in the world rather than a jagged star all over the city?
0: Totally. And I ask you about food because I can tell you for myself, it's really easy to get caught up in mason jars or bust. Yeah. If it's not mason jars, then nothing will be good enough. Mm-hmm. And I'll never eat healthy food all day long. And what you show me is that there's actually seven different ways to get it done. And when I talk to moms that have the best intention of, you know, we're going to have all these Pinterest perfect meals for our kids and lunch boxes are gonna look so great. There actually might be four other options that oh, right. work perfectly well for your house. And it doesn't mean it's cookie cutter. And what works for you might not work for me because I want to eat four times as much as you, but there's still times that I can get four times as much delivery mm. and then I can eat four times as much as you and still be fed. Yeah. I don't think I eat four times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I think twice.
1: He, yeah. Like at least three times. Okay. Three. <laughs> I think another life hack that I experienced for those of you who travel often is being nice to the flight attendant. In this case, like the person who's checking you in. And the reason I say that is this: the last trip I was in, I was with my in-laws and we were checking in and we were super kind to the person and we talked to each other nicely as like passengers. And she took a pretty long time checking us in. And in my head, I was like, she's probably doing something nice to us. And she upgraded all four of us so that we could all sit together. And it was the nicest thing to do for our, the my in-laws. But what I realized was like, oh, the reason why that happened was because we weren't flustered. We weren't angry. We weren't getting pissed off at each other. We weren't mad at her for any reason. And it's like the people that have to deal with angry people more often than not, like be the person that is a smile in their day. And then sometimes that'll work
0: make a difference
1: or it could just be like, Hey, oh, white privilege, but you know, (laughs) that's also real
0: calling it out. I mean, it's the go-to be kind. Everyone's doing their best today. Yeah. That's a great model. Yeah. What's the best life hack we can offer
1: a smile. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: So great. No one needs somebody else to be upset with them today. Yeah. Yeah. And usually
1: when someone else is upset with me, it's, they're usually upset with themselves. Absolutely. Sorry that you're mad at yourself and you're taking it out on me. Totally. You're exhausted and you're producing exhaust.
0: Plan for sleep. Well, that goes to our final life hack, which was you are obsessed with sleep. Oh my gosh, yes. How do you plan what time you wake up in the morning?
1: Okay, so... My life has literally changed. I'm in this book club. If you followed me on other episodes of the podcast, I've always talked about this book club because it's so amazing. Matthew Walker wrote a book called Why We Sleep, and it is a scientific look at the impact of sleep on our health, on our brains, on our ability to learn, on our ability to teach, on our ability to lead a team meeting, on our ability to just show up in this world. And it's not airy-fairy in the sense of like, you will feel better. It's like, here's your level of certain chemicals in your body that help you produce what you need on a daily basis. And here's what happens when you don't get enough sleep and sleep deprivation scientifically is anything less than seven hours. So for all of us that like myself, don't do that. Then it really was an eye opener of how I can get more sleep. So I use the sleep alarm system that if I know what time I need to wake up, I like work back and it's programmed for eight hours. So then I'm like, oh, if I'm waking up at five thirty, that means a nine thirty bedtime. And that revelation has been really helpful to get eight hours of sleep.
0: Non negotiable.
1: Non negotiable. Now I call it sleepy September because that's you're it, going for enough sleep. I'm going first eight hours of sleep every single night.
0: Amazing. We need to wrap let's do it. We wrap them with what is currently making your heart beat faster, bro. Um be-
1: Besides sleeping, I would say being able to teach yoga in a different experience. After quitting Equinox, I love being able to teach at Turf still on Monday nights, but now I'm at Y Yoga on Tuesday nights and Friday mornings, same schedule as I was downtown. So hopefully I'll see some familiar faces at Y Yoga Tuesday nights and Friday mornings.
0: Right on. My heart's beating really fast because it is the season of Ironman Hawaii and undeniably the Big Island calls my name. So I'm off to... Sherpa last Sherpa trip last cheerleading trip of 2019 and off to the big island I'm really excited about it
1: and for all of you who are listening in Steph a couple months ago was like I don't know if I'm gonna be going to Hawaii I'm like wavering back and forth and in the back of my mind I was like I'm just gonna wait till she tells me that she's going to Hawaii because the big island Kona World Championships Mm -hmm. and Steph Corker are can just not be separated so I'm so glad that you are off (laughs) <laughs>
0: Three of my favorite things, and you know you found your people when they know exactly where you'll be for Iron Man Hawaii weekend yeah. in Hawaii. All right. Big love. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Big love. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining us for another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. This is a commercial break to let you know that today, October 15th, we have launched the Now What? The course that will be a sprint for seven days about helping people uncover their next career. It's for those of you that may have lost your job, quit your job, or are looking for a new job. And if you want more details, I want to make sure that you know about it, and those details are below. Thanks for listening.